Hello, and welcome to another Book on the Shelf podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Jen. We started a book club, but we never talked about the books, so we decided to start a podcast to talk about all the books. So our book club was about trying new books, new genres, and getting out of our comfort zones of reading. Uh, we wanted to be exposed to new stuff, which would kind of be like research that we could apply to our own writings as we are both writers. Welcome to a new episode of Another Book on the Shelf. Today we're switching it up a bit, and we're going to be talking about writing, since we're both writers and we read as inspiration for our own writing, and it's one of the reasons, uh, or one of the, yeah, one of the reasons that our book club sort of formed in the first place. Yeah. So we're going to be focusing on journaling specifically as a way to document life and grow better writing habits, um, just to sort of create, I guess, a more consistent writing practice, because it gets you at least thinking about writing every day, even if you don't yes. uh, necessarily accomplish <laughs> that. <laughs> I think neither of us are strangers to starting a journaling practice and then just letting it fall completely to the wayside and being like, oh yeah, that was the thing I was supposed to be doing. And that's part of like some of the stuff that we're going to talk about too yeah. is knowing the things that it's okay to let go of and like just jump back in and yes, yeah. eventually it'll turn into something. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Progress, not perfection. Yes. And yeah. like finished is better than perfect, right? Like that's kind yes. of a thing where it's just like. Yeah, Exactly. So, Jen, why yes. do you think we should journal? Oh, I think there's actually a lot of reasons people should journal. Part of it, I think, is it can be therapeutic to sure. get your thoughts down on paper. Um, as writers, I think it really is a good way to get into a daily writing practice and just, like, get used to writing every day. I know for myself, I find that if I'm writing more, it just it comes more easily to keep writing. Yeah. If you sort of break through that initial writing barrier where you're staring at a blank page or like a <laughs> blank word document the whole thing's just flashing at you <laughs> yeah so I think that's that's the main reason I want to keep journaling definitely and you? as you may or may not have known from some of our insta stories and other things we've yes. talked about uh over the holidays I read David Sedaris's diaries which is his journal or whatever and it was from 1977 to 2002. And that's just the first installment, right? I'm imagining so. I don't really know why it stopped in 2002. Instead of going and say, like, right up right. until, like, last year or whatever. But sometimes he writes every single day. Sometimes there'll be months where he, there's nothing. Yeah. And I don't know if that was necessarily editing or just life, because he's living in different places and had drug issues and whatnot. Probably a little of both. A little of both. <laughs> And a lot of it is just stuff that I'm sure comes back to, or that he could use for writing. He mm -hmm. writes down stuff that he hears people say. He describes people. Right. He sits, basically wherever he lives, he has like an IHOP that he'll go to and <laughs> sit there amazing. all night long and drink coffee and write and gets to know everybody. And yeah, this one here from October 15th, 1992, it's one sentence. Yeah. And there'll be some that are like three pages long. And I was looking at uh, my Sylvia Plath journals today, and it's the same thing. Like, some of them are just, like, tiny little snippets, and then others are pages long. So it's just, yeah, it's no rules. And, like, this is this one's a recipe. Oh, nice. That's awesome. It's not like it's... I love that. Well, there's some append appendix appendices, appendices at the back of the <laughs> Sylvia Plath one, and some of it is, like, lists of names or, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, like, about those kinds of notes, like, list kinds of notes or, like... Um, she had one, I think, that was, like, 
rules that she wanted to follow for herself for, like, going back to school, which was more like, keep a positive attitude, like, <laughs> don't worry about the science, you need a good grade, but you can do okay, you got this. <laughs> and I think that's the part of journaling that I like the best, is that it doesn't have to be a diary. I think growing yeah. up and, like, as young girls and teenage girls, it's always like, about having a diary, and it has to be, like, locked, and you keep it hidden somewhere, and whatever, and it's supposed to be all your inner thoughts, and... I think that's what's always stopped me from journaling is if there's this, like, built-in fear of that, I, like, you're going to put stuff in there and, like, someone's going to read it. I totally have that same thing. Because there there are even things that I, like, want to write in my journal sometimes where I'm like, what if somebody reads this? Like, yeah. <laughs> which, who's going to read it? No. It's ridiculous. You're what? the only person that's ever in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's not like my sister's going to go in my room and, like, read my journal. Not to mention the fact that I have like 20 notebooks. She wouldn't even know which one to start with. <laughs> We're not 12 anymore. Yeah. We're reading someone else's diary. It was like this like, ooh, thing. Like, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. It just needs to be whatever it ends up being. Mm-hmm. We both have notebook issues, I will say. <laughs> uh, we may have gone to... Some may call it hoarding. Moleskin at Harvard. Partially because it was Harvard. Partially because it was Moleskin. We were relatively behaved. We were very well behaved, I thought. And they're all so pretty. They are. And then I think I got some at Trident Books, too. Basically, if you need notebooks, go to Boston. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the it's the fear of, like, writing in them and ruining them. Yes. They're pretty and they're nice. And then it always turns into, I need to have a notebook for mm-hmm. my story. I need to have a notebook that's like a journal diary. I need to have a notebook that's my planner. I need to... Everyone's bullet journaling. Blah, blah. But we were talking earlier, and I have just... A good old classic Mead Five Star. Amazing. <laughs> but it has, I guess, subjects or like yeah, it has I think sections. Like subject dividers. And I've just kind of been like, using that. So there's podcast stuff, there's writing stuff, there's, I guess, kind of a lot of stuff that I tried to journal, mm-hmm. but then also like grocery lists and different things. And that's helped, which is so ridiculous because we're grown ups. But it is. It's just that Are fear we? of like, well, <laughs> we don't talk about laundry here. <laughs> <laughs> It's just that fear of ruining a pretty page and someone yeah. reading it. Yeah, the the fear of ruining the pretty page is definitely, definitely very real. Especially with new notebooks. That's why it keeps them, like, so pristine for so long. I'm like, but this is ridiculous. What are you doing? Just writing yeah. it. I also probably just love, like, flashbacks of when I was younger and, like, ripping pages out. Because <laughs> I was like, no, this is terrible. Rip it out. But yeah, I I totally know what you mean about trying to have notebooks that are like for a single thing. Because I always try to do this. Every single time, especially if I'm like starting a new writing project or like a new short story or something where I'm like, this is going to be that notebook. And inevitably, it just ends up being either a notebook of all kinds of stuff or other notebooks end up with pieces that were supposed to go in that notebook just because I happened to grab whatever notebook was handy at the time. So, yeah, like, you yeah. can't carry, like, six of them with you every day. No. And that's why I started, I tried, so I tried doing, like, a cloud version. So, like, I had, like, a Google Sheet because I could pull mm-hmm. it up at work or wherever. But then I still would have to pull yeah. it up. And it's it's not about the, the implements and the things that I have. It's about actually doing it. Yes. And that's the problem. That is the problem. <laughs> I think I need to start carrying, because I have right now, I have so many notebooks. I have my podcast notebook, which also has, like, social media bits in it and 
probably probably some grocery lists in there as well, <laughs> but also like books that I'm reading and stuff that I'm trying to keep track of, or like little mini goals that I had for myself for 2019, which was just like you know, start working out more and have a regular yoga practice and that kind of stuff. And then which I which we've done. Which side note? Yes, yes, we have. <laughs> Accomplishing some things, even if journaling every day hasn't quite <laughs> been one of them. We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, and then I have one that I keep by my bed that was ostensibly supposed to be the one that I was writing in every night before I go to bed. But it turns out that I just go to bed really late, <laughs> and then I'm too tired. Like, I'll be sitting in my bed, and I'm like, hey, you should write in your journal now. And I'm like, but I'm exhausted, so I won't. And then I just go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So then I did actually recently think, like, I need to change my journal time, but now I think I actually should just throw this journal in my purse yeah. and just have it on me, you know, instead of having all these different journals. Yeah. There was a brief few months in 2017 where I wrote just about every day. That's impressive. And, so, and, like, and yeah, some of it was thoughts and feelings, but some of it was also just stuff that had happened that day, or I tried to make it just... So that I was physically writing every day, so if I wanted to... Right. I saw the clouds, and I wanted to, like, just yeah. have the clouds. But then there were lists and stuff, too. Which totally, like, that 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 bit about, like, just describing things is definitely in Sylvia Plath's journals. Like, they're, like, almost like little impressions that she's getting from different things that she experiences throughout the day that she just writes. Which I think is something that I yeah. really need to do, because that's... When I am sitting there, like, staring at the blank page when I'm trying to write an actual story... It's those moments where then mm-hmm. it's just like, but how do you describe a tree? Or as we learned today, like, how do you describe a cracker? Oh my god. Dear listeners, think about that for a moment. If someone asked you, what is a cracker? <laughs> would you be able to answer them? Sounds easy. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Background, someone actually asked me this the other day. <laughs> I work at a restaurant serving people. I was trying to explain something. I was asked what a cracker was. And I was at a loss. I and then I, you. yeah, and then <laughs> I sat here trying to figure out what a, how I would describe a cracker as well. Much harder than you think. <laughs> and now we can just take it as a lesson about writing and yes. journaling. So maybe tonight we'll both write down That'll our... That'll be our, our journal task for the evening. Describe a cracker. <laughs> how would you describe, describe a cracker to somebody who had no idea what a cracker was? And I find myself, like, for exactly those reasons, always trying to look for prompts. Mm-hmm. So something where it's just, okay, you have to write this, or like the 30-day, you know, write these little things. <laughs> and I have one book, it's 642 things to write about. And some of it's just little paragraphs that you can, like, dive in and write. I feel like I know I've written stuff in here, but now I'm not seeing anything with words on it. But that's fair. And it'll have, you know, the most troubling phone call you hope to never receive. Oh, interesting. But yeah, I'm starting to think prompts would be a good way to do it when I'm sitting there with my journal and I'm like, I don't know what to say right now. Well, so as soon as we started talking about this episode, I started thinking about this book. And of course, falling into... My biggest problem is that I write every day. I write for hours every day, but only in my head. Yes. Which I know is a problem and does not sound like writing to some people. No, that's... that's but it totally counts. Is. And I just need to take that time and put it on paper. Yeah. This is why I have so many notes written on receipt paper. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> so, I no longer work at the restaurant, but I used to. I've worked at many a restaurant, many a cafe. Yeah. And for anyone who's ever been a server and a writer, you will understand receipt paper notes. Oh yeah. <laughs> You'll also understand the weird way that they age. And they, they kind of fade over time. <laughs> 
I have entire pockets, like, you know those notebooks that have pockets, and the pockets are just full of receipt paper with notes on them. My bedside table right now is just, like, like folded up receipt paper that looks like trash that I yeah. should throw out, but is actual notes that I have that I want that I should really transfer to something else, but it's just currently accordion style on my <laughs> bedside table. Uh, and I think that's maybe, you know, if we do start journaling, not that that will necessarily... When? When we Correct. journaling. As we are now journaling. Maybe that will kind of stop. Not in a way that ideas won't come to us when we're serving a customer mm-hmm. and we print out a receipt paper because that's that's going to be life till the end of time. Yes. But maybe it'll be more focused. Maybe we'll have a notebook close enough nearby. That's what I would like. I mean, there's almost no scenario at work where I wouldn't be able to have my yeah. notebook somewhere. Yeah, me too. So that's definitely something I can start doing. It's just taking it with me. Well, and that's why my my five star, I just have it on my desk at work next to my work notebook. And then people just think I'm writing about work. Yes. I'm so sneaky. I <laughs> do not have this ability. If I'm writing in my notebook, people no. are going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Making a cappuccino. There's customers that need serving. But that's okay. Yeah. I have breaks. Obviously, as I was saying, I was reading the David Sedaris Mm -hmm. uh, book. You were talking about the Sylvia Plath one. Yes. It definitely, I found it inspiring. Even, you know, the times where he's talking about weird, gross stuff or (laughs) weird, super racist stuff because it was like 1979 and he'd been doing LSD for however many days in a row. It's just those little tiny things. And I know, like, all those times that we would go writing. We would have these conversations and then be like, yeah. okay, we need to do this every day. And now that we are, <laughs> we're trying. We. I think the trick, too, is to, if, when. Because <laughs> inevitably you're going to go days at a time without writing in it. Is I think, like, what I did last year when I tried to do this was that after it had been, like, three weeks of me not writing in it, I just kind of gave up on it. Whereas you, I need to be better at being like, okay, you didn't write for three weeks, but... Go back to it. Right, you today. Yeah. It's not about those three no, weeks. It's, it's about not, today. Yeah, exactly. And that's even, so all those times, as we were talking about our daily yoga practices. Yes. Those other times that I've tried to do the 30-day things, you miss a day, you miss two days, and then you try to catch up, which then means you have to do two or three videos yeah. in one day. And I think that's how sometimes I end up thinking about the writing. So then, because we first planned this episode a few weeks ago mm-hmm. with the hopes of then journaling for a few weeks and that hasn't happened and that's fine yeah because it's you know on January 1st I quickly you know dictated something into my phone and looking back on it now I don't think series dictation function works very well because I don't know (laughs) what some of that stuff was talking about but then it turned into you know then it was January 4th okay so then I would have to do three and then now it's right mid-February and I'm not going to go back and try and think of that one thing from every single day no. You just have to keep going. Yes. And I think the other benefit to writing that much, and maybe writing unfiltered, is first of all for me, I really hope to sort of get past that like self-editing part of myself that I find really, really hard to turn off. Yeah. Because sometimes, and I've noticed this even just revising the manuscript that I have right now of my novel, I find doing the rewrites, it's much easier to rewrite even when I have to, like, even when I'm whole-scale scrapping parts and writing something completely new, I'm finding that easier than the first go-around of writing it, which makes me think that even if I have a pile of words mm. that I don't 
love or that need fixing, it's better than having nothing. It's, like, less intimidating somehow. Yeah. I feel like having that unedited kind of way of writing is would be helpful. And also, the more you write, the better you get at it. Just, that's, like, anything else. And that's what I think it is, too. It's just finding more. Like, the first thing I started doing was trying to look up more sort of, like, published journals or diaries that I right. could read. Not necessarily, like, as inspiration for my own, but just that as that kind of reminder of why I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I had Guy Madden's uh, selected writings, and basically you probably only know who Guy Madden is if you are kind of a film nerd from the early 2000s slash from Winnipeg. <laughs> he is an experimental filmmaker from Winnipeg, and all of my film professors worked with him, so... We kind of knew him and, like, got to go to, like, screenings and stuff like that. That's cool. And obviously that's why I really enjoy his, because I know the places that he's talking about. I can see, right. you know, my professor George doing weird, crazy things. <laughs> but I, this was also one of those books where I purposely never finished it because I didn't want it to end. Oh. And it's, it's just, some of it's, like, journalism pieces that he wrote, but most of it's just, again, his journal. Right. But I purposely did not finish it. Will you finish it? I feel like now I need to start it over because, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. like, I got it when it first came out because we were like, oh my god, that's Guy Madden. And that was in 2003. So, it was I a while ago. <laughs> it was a little bit of a while ago. <laughs> it's only like 16 years. <laughs> oh my god, I've been out of university for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like at this point, now, especially now that we're talking about this and really trying to make this a part of our life, I want to go just start over and go through and kind of have mm-hmm. that daily inspiration again. Obviously, none of my stuff will be as interesting as his because he's just had a very interesting life and makes weird, crazy experimental right. films and about weird Winnipeg things and stuff. <laughs> I don't even know what that would look like. Like, I just flipped it open and the one line says, a new boner-filled Bible? Question mark. Sure. And then has another sentence after that, but we're going to keep this one PG, so I'm not going to read that. But, like... What is this even about? Who knows? Yeah, I think it's just about finding those inspirations. Mm-hmm. And, like, as soon as you showed me the Sylvia Plath one, I was like, oh, I need to read that. Yeah. I mean, also because I'm emo, but... <laughs> oh, Sylvia. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, because I'm reading... I've been reading um, a little bit of Proust every day, the first volume of Remembrance of Things Past, In Search of Lost Time. Depends on your translation. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, once I think I'm through that first volume, Swan's Way, I'm going to switch over and do the read through the Sylvia Plath journals, because I never actually made it all the way through. It was one of those things that I was reading kind of sporadically, and then I put it down and didn't no. pick it back up, but I think I'd like to go back to it. So it's going to be my next early morning, early morning reads. Yes. Which is a really, it's a nice way to wake up, I'm not going to lie. Like, because I've just been doing like a couple pages of the Proust, because Proust mm-hmm. is what <laughs> to take in all at once but it's nice to do it where you're just like I'm just gonna read three pages put it down sometimes I read more than that sometimes I read less than that but it only ever makes me think of a little Miss Sunshine fair <laughs> yeah fair enough but yeah so like obviously I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning three days a yeah, week so do I don't that. do anything on those days but on the other two days during the week I want to start getting up early for that because that's what I've been doing on the weekends especially like Sunday mornings that's when my make a French press of coffee, get your book. It's so good. And I don't know why. I mean, I guess because I've never really had weekends for the last decade and a half. Right. So I don't really understand what are those, weekends? like, morning things. Yeah. Or, or just even the time for, like, morning stuff like that. 
So yeah, that needs to be, you know, your coffee and your tea, read a little bit, write a little bit. Yes. Yeah. On my days off, I'm going to try and work that into it. Not try. I'm We're going, going to, to work that into it. <laughs> there we go. It's going to be good. Main reason, obviously, that we want to keep doing this is it's going to help our writing. It's going to yes. turn... Not that we're necessarily going to write memoirs. I don't feel like yeah. my life is necessarily that interesting. Yeah, unless uh, something really interesting <laughs> happens to me soon. But not a bad interesting. No. Yeah, just... Exciting in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> but as you will see in our next episode, we're talking about To Shake the Sleeping Self. It is a memoir by Jedediah Jenkins. Mm-hmm. And throughout that, he talks about writing while he stopped. He, he's biking basically down South America. Yeah, they started They started in Seattle, right? In Oregon, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, in Oregon. Yeah, to Patagonia. And in the end, like, that has to be what turned into his memoir. Right. When we talk about it, you'll see that it's, there's lots of detail, there's lots of little things. That's not something that you could just fully remember, yeah. I don't think. Some memoirs that I've read, obviously, people remember stuff. The Travis Barker one is really good, and I don't really see him as someone that journals, right. or... Especially, like, with all the tragic things that happened with, like, DJM and stuff. But with To Shake the Sleeping Self, that was then able... He was able to turn that into a book. Yeah. So. And I think, yeah, I mean, I feel like that was quite a few memoirs. Like, I felt like that when I read Just Kids that Patty Smith had probably been keeping. If not, like, a regular journal, journal, at least enough notes from that time that she was able to go back and reference them. Or... Pretty much anything that Joan Didion writes, if you're interested at all in, if you've read Joan Didion and you're interested at all in seeing a little bit of her process, there was one that came out, maybe it's a couple years now, called South and West, where it's basically just her unedited notes that she took while she was on um, a trip down to the south of the States and then just like part of when she was living in California, um, which is, is really interesting just to see yeah. the unpolished work where you do get those kinds of snippets of sentences, like like in Sylvia Plath, where they're just kind of like impressions of a place, rather than like a full sentence that's trying to actually describe anything, which is really interesting. All books that I'll have to borrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is our kind of little break from the ordinary, our little spiel on journaling. If you keep a journal, please let us know. If you have favorite kind of memoir, diary-style journals... Please let us know. Comment yes. on our social media. Let us know as this is something that we really want to make a large part of our 2019. Yes. Send us the inspiration. Please do. And as I mentioned earlier, we'll be back in two weeks with To Shake the Sleeping Self. You still have time to finish reading it. Yes. It's really good. Slash we'll have a lot to talk about. We will have a lot to talk about. <laughs> For sure. See you soon. Bye. Thanks again for listening to another Book on the Shelf podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Another Book Pod and on Instagram at Another Book Podcast for updates, what we're reading so you can join along, and more book related awesomeness.